We don't sugarcoat shit. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Hello, Renegade Nation. This is Everly Isby. And I'm connecting the dots here on Renegade Talk Radio. It's Monday, December 19th, 2016. And Trump has officially won the Electoral College. I'm certainly glad that's over. Now I guess we're in for the waiting period for the upcoming inaugural. The psychopaths who've been so hard at work to overturn the election are most probably having conniption fits and frothing at the mouth. In their psychopathic minds, I'm wondering if there's going to be attempts on Trump's life. Quite possible. We shall see. There's been so much yelling and screaming and bullshit lies, it seems, if you pay attention to the prostitute media, that the world will fall apart if Trump gets in. But, you know, the average person I see out there as I'm walking around doing stuff, you know, everybody seems pretty calm, at least in my neck of the woods. So much hype, so much anger, so much hysteria. Oh, my God! But that's only inside the Beltway and in the mainstream talking heads of the progressive left. So, I mean, honestly, Renegade Nation, who cares anymore? I certainly don't. They can go soak their heads and slither under the rocks they came from. Also today, as everybody knows, a Muslim cop in Turkey shot and killed the Russian ambassador in cold blood. I don't have much to say about it at this point. Everyone is talking about it. But until there's more known about this guy, it's just speculation. Putin's not overreacting in any way. He refuses to be pulled in by this tragic and senseless death and keeping to his agenda to eradicate ISIS, ISIL, Daesh, al-Nusra, and so on and so forth, all those factions. But I'll talk more into this incident as the evidence come forth and connect some dots as this plays out. Instead, for the moment, I'm going to go down memory lane in a recap of the incessant lies that have been spread spewed upon us all. I just caught a NPR interview recently. Obama expressed incredulity at Republican Party support for Trump's foreign policy positions, which have been uniformly supportive of Russian President Vladimir Putin. Here's a quote from Obama. This is somebody, the former head of the KGB, Like, that's a disreputable position to have held. Putin Putin wasn't on any goon squad. He was a high-ranking intelligence officer, well-versed in geopolitics and history. Oh, how very evil can you get? Okay, what else does Obama say? He says this Putin. Uh, he's responsible for crushing democracy in Russia. Oh, yeah? Muzzling the press, throwing political dissidents in jail, countering American efforts to expand freedom at every turn, is currently making decisions that's leading to a slaughter in Syria, the outgoing president said. Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez. Alrighty then. All I can say is Obama is a consummate liar. In fact, he's almost as good as Hillary. He's outright giving disinformation and slandering the truth blatantly. In the early 1990s, for the record, after the Soviet Union fell, the newly emerging Russian economy was, of course, in shatters. 
Wanting to create a Western-style democracy, which included capitalism, they invited Wall Street experts and other assorted players into Russia to assist in developing Russia's financial and economic livelihood. But over time, it became apparent that the Wall Street venture capitalists or vulture capitalists and their associated investors came in to rape and steal Russia's resources and assets for their own greedy profit. They had no real designs to build the Russian economy. No! Their design was to gut it. As Putin came into power in 99, he put a halt to that agenda and had certain Russian oligarch families who were benefiting themselves in the situation and not the country's benefit. So yes, some were arrested for treasonous activities. The Wall Street gang were recognized for what they really were doing and Putin changed course and kicked the Western financial pirates out. Rightly so. Putin put Russia first, not the Wall Street World Bank IMF crowd that doesn't seem to know how to run the finance and economy of a country or the world unless it involves inland piracy and racketeering. That was a big lesson for the newly forming Russia. They are well aware of the financial banking machinery of the West and Putin took the correct steps to pull back and reformulate a strategy that would be in Russia's best interest. And Putin? despite the challenges he has faced, has made Russia's comeback a stunning win for Russia and her people, and without the West's help. Thank you very much. Now, what I just said to you is a simplistic narrative on what happened back around the turn of the millennium when Putin came to power, but that's it in a nutshell. Obama's narrative just makes me cringe in his twisted machinations of bullspit. Also, Obama's statements that Russia's decisions regarding Syria has led to the disastrous and violent fighting in Syria is total disinformation. Once again, Russia was invited in by Syria's Assad and under the UN's lawful mandate to assist in driving out the terrorist forces that the US and Western allies were training and arming and advising to overthrow Assad's well-loved and very secular government and install a puppet government to favor Western interests. It's always been about regime change. So, thank God Obama's on the way out. He's even worse than George W. was, if that's possible. And besides, Russia, Syria, and Iran, despite what Obama and the prostitute media are saying, has successfully crushed the rebel terrorist forces in the Aleppo region. Beyond that, though, I'd like to talk about a journalist who spoke to the press about the reporting that's been on the Syrian conflict to date. Freelance journalist Eva Bartlett is no stranger to the Syrian conflict, having visited the country repeatedly since the conflict began to get a sense of the realities on the ground. On Friday, the Canadian journalist and human rights activist took part in a press conference organized by the Syrian mission to the United Nations. After delivering her remarks regarding the current situation in Aleppo and throughout the country, in which she pointed out Western media bias regarding the conflict, Bartlett was asked by a journalist from the Norwegian newspaper Aftenposten what the incentive was for Western media to spin a false narrative, saying, why should we lie? Why the international organizations on the ground? Why should they lie? How can you justify calling all of us liars? Bartlett started off by challenging the assertion about the international organizations on the ground in eastern Aleppo. The reality, she noted, is that there are none. 
These organizations are relying on the Syrian Observatory for Human Rights, the SOHR, which is based in Coventry, UK, which is one man. <laughs> They're relying on compromised groups like the White Helmets. Now let's talk about the White Helmets. They were founded in 2013 by ex-British a British ex-military officer. They have been funded to the tune of $100 million by the U.S., U.K., Europe, and other states. Uh I can only imagine, uh, let's think Saudi Arabia, Qatar, uh, Turkey maybe? Hmm. Bartlett also recalled that while the White Helmets, quote, purport to be rescuing civilians in eastern Aleppo and Idlib, no one in eastern Aleppo has heard of them. And I say no one, bearing in mind that now 95% of these areas of eastern Aleppo are liberated. At the same time, the white helmets purported to be neutral, and yet they can be found carrying guns and standing on the dead bodies of Syrian soldiers. Furthermore, she noted, their video footage actually contains children that have been recycled in different reports. So you can find a girl named Aya who turns up in a report in, say, August, and she turns up in the next month or two in two different locations. So the White Helmets are not credible. The SOHR are not credible. Unnamed activists are not credible. So your sources on the ground, you don't have them, Bartlett said. So she goes on and slam dunks the truth. Thank God for independent journalists. I've supplied the link. So uh, what else do I want to talk about? Well, actually, I'm going to take a break here. When I come back, I'm going to speak into the intelligence cornucopia in Syria that's going to blow the lid off this whole conflict. And it's just the tip of the iceberg. This is Everly Isby connecting the dots right here on Renegade Talk Radio. Be right back. Blunt. Do you like to be blunt? Absolutely. We don't sugarcoat shit. Listen Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 noon Pacific Standard Time. You'll hear things you've never heard before. Renegade Talk Radio. Hello, everybody. This is Everly Isby. I'm back. And better than ever. (laughs) Anyway, this is Renegade Talk Radio. And, um... As I told you before, there's an intelligence cornucopia that is coming into uh, play right now in Syria because, you know, they've taken out all these Islamic terrorists around Aleppo and everything. And I want under, everyone to understand what a game changer the surrender of the Syrian terrorists is. For the first time, the Syrian, Russian, and Iranian governments have hard evidence of who is providing the material support for terrorism. The capture of between 4,000 to 6,000 terrorist mercenary jihadists is an intelligence cornucopia. There is the issue of the surrendered weapons, particularly the USA-made TOW, the tow missiles, manufactured by Raytheon Corp. in Tucson, Arizona. The uh, question has been for some time, how did ISIS come to have tow missiles and other advanced U.S.-manufactured weapons systems? Remember, no weapons systems are allowed to ship or be sold without approval by the U.S. State Department. U.S. Department of State, I should say. Therefore, it appears that someone at the Department of State will have some splaining to do. 
Every tow missile has a serial number. We will know exactly whom it was sold to and when, and more importantly, who approved the sale and to what U.S. ally. The tow missiles are but one of many advanced weapons systems that ISIS had. In addition to the weapons and that paper trail, there is the issue of the stolen oil and artifacts which have funded ISIS for the duration of this conflict. The oil and artifacts did not move themselves. There was a transport, a tanker truck, a VLCC ship, or a pipeline that moved the pirated oil. There was a buyer from a refinery that purchased it, and a bank that cleared the financial transaction that funded the sale of the oil and gave the proceeds to ISIS. All of these parties are also guilty of supporting terrorism. There are major corporate interests at stake here, too. Providing support for terrorism, by the way, is a crime, punishable by death. And now the evidence exists to bring the bad people to justice who have just profited from the suffering of so many other human beings. So, I ask you, Renegade Nation, will there be war tribunals? Will justice be served in these matters? If enough people are aware of this information and this info came from a Veterans Today article by Mike Harris, it's in my links, so send my show or send the article to everyone. Make it viral. But based on how the world works, it's hard to say if justice will be the outcome for these disclosures. Although the shifts and changes occurring right now and the hysterical lies parroting out of the prostitute left-swinging media show how the establishment is in a desperate panic mode. And their lies aren't even good ones. Blaming Russia for hacking the elections. They're not even talking about vote rigging. They're complaining that the disclosure of the Hillary Podesta emails linking them to money laundering, pedophilia, child sacrifice rings, and on and on down the line of criminality that would make Dr. Hannibal Lecter blush. So somehow, the disclosure of these criminally insane activities is not the real story of how and why Hillary lost. No, without any evidence, they just keep blaming Russia. Even when WikiLeaks Assange came out plainly and says it was not Russia, and then it is conveyed that it was a DNC insider who in disgust at the Clinton, Clinton's campaign of stealing the primary from Saunders, leaked the email files to a British ambassador who then turned it over to WikiLeaks. No, 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 it's the Russians, it's the Russians. God, I can't wait for this shit to die down. So despite all of this insanity, Trump has officially won the electoral college vote today. Despite the murder threats of the electors, the prostitute media campaigns spewing their garbage, Obama and Clinton's lies, Soros's paying of rioters and ramping up of the polarity between folks. Well, Renegade Nation, it was all for naught. Maybe they'll all go home now and shut up. But that's just wishful thinking. Now we have to see if Trump will make it to the inauguration. A lot of desperate people out there with blood on their hands. I'm taking a break, <clears throat> but before I do Renegade Nation, I just want to remind you to check out RenegadeMatch.com if you're looking for, well, whatever you might be looking for. Renegade Match is Renegade Talk Radio's very own dating service with live chat, webcam, text, voice, and video. It's the best dating site out there. 
If you haven't checked it out, just go to renegadematch.com. This is Everly Isby, and this is Renegade Talk Radio. More smoking content than a Jamaican spliff. You're listening to Blunt Talk on Renegade Talk Radio. Hi again, Renegade Nation. This is Everly. Remember in the last couple of shows, I've talked about Antarctica. There are some strange goings-on down there. I've also included a link to, um, it's out of the UK, an article out of the UK on some ancient ruins that have been found there as well. So there's, uh, you know, and they're focusing on these ruins, which kind of makes me go, hmm, because, you know, there's also a lot of current high-tech stuff that's going on down there as well, but they seem to be wanting us to only know about these ancient ruins. But what's also not being talked about is the North Pole, the Arctic, which seems a little strange to me as they are very much connected regarding the magnetic frequencies at play on this planet. Now that I've been hearing about all this activity in Antarctica, I also automatically turned some attention to the North Pole. Have you heard about this? What's going on there? I found some info that is interesting. There have been some weird sounds coming off the ocean floor in the Arctic. The Canadian military were investigating, and then no follow-up, nada. Hmm, the story just conveniently went away. Keep looking to see if you can find anything out about it. I will, I will do the same. And then out of BP Earthwatch, comes the disclosure that a frequency wave is coming in from a magnetar star and will reach Earth by December 27th. What's interesting about that is that it, it's the coincidence of 12 years to the day back in 2004 was the last wave to hit the Earth from a magnetar star, which was also the day before the earthquake and tsunami that hit Southeast Asia, Indonesia, and Thailand. Previous to that, major earthquake back then, there was a large swarm of earthquake activity around the world, just as there is right now. There's a couple of YouTube videos that I've provided in the links section. One is called Earth Warning, Massive Wave of Energy, 16 Days Away, although now it's eight days away. <clears throat> Excuse me. And also one called Mysterious Vibration Detected Around the World, Source Unknown. So I'll provide the links for both of those too as well. Also, if you're not aware, it's good to check out Dutch Sense and I'll spell it out, Dutch, D-U-T-C-H-S-I-N-C-E, all one word, Dutch Sense. He's an amateur meteorologist, but he puts a lot of the experts in the field to shame. He has a special expertise in identifying the patterns of earthquake activity around the globe and has a canny record for calling where upcoming quake activity is going to occur next. So check him out, Dutch Sense. So, Renegade Nation, there's lots of shifts and changes going on on every level imaginable. Which reminds me, there's an old Chinese curse slash blessing, you know, because if you have one, you also have the other at the same time. The old Chinese curse blessing says, 
May you live in interesting times. Ah, so. Well, I'm leaving you now to ponder what I just said, and I'll be back very soon. Keep alert to the happenings around December 27th. Let's hope it's not a repeat of 12 years ago. Stay warm and keep your heart light. This is Everly Isby, connecting the dots, right here on Renegade Talk Radio. See you soon.